So first, I just want to thank everyone for coming out tonight. Um, I'm thankful to God that I have a church family that actually supports me for uh, doing this. And uh, so first, I'll start in uh, Matthew uh, 12, 38 through uh, 42. Uh, it's also going to go a little bit to the Old Testament because it has a lot of connections to like uh, the Old Testament parts. Bless. Uh, so, uh, Matthew 12, uh, 38, uh, then certain of the scribes and of the Pharisees answered, saying, Master, we would see a sign from thee. But he answered and said unto them, An evil and adulterous generation seeketh after a sign, and there shall be no sign be given unto it, but the sign of the prophet Jonas. For as Jonas was three days and three nights in the whale's belly, so shall the Son of Man be three days and three nights in the heart of the earth. The men of Nineveh shall rise in judgment with this generation and shall condemn it, because they repented at the preaching of Jonas. And behold, a greater than Jonas is here. Uh, the Queen of the South shall rise up in judgment with this generation and shall condemn it, for she came from the uttermost parts of the earth to hear the wisdom of Solomon. And behold, a greater than Solomon is here. Uh, so I'm going to start in prayer. So uh, uh, God help me out. Uh, this is my first time, Lord, and very nervous. And I know you can do it, Lord, so help me. And just bless this message tonight, Lord. And uh, Jesus' name, amen. amen. So I'm going to go over 38 and pretty quick, 38 and 39. So basically the Pharisees... Uh, basically we're tempting and questioning because in Luke it says more of the temptation because uh, Jesus just heal, uh, took a devil out of a man and, uh, and they were basically questioning uh, and trying to tempt him to get him to say something. So they were questioning for a see a sign that they probably wouldn't even believe in if they saw it. But And they were basically trying to get him to like, straight out say or try to tempt him, but God knew what he was doing, Jesus knew. And so Jesus tells him there's no sign, but there's one sign, which is the sign of Jonah, or the sign that Christ was going to go into the grave and raise again. Yeah. And uh, also I think there's a lot more that Christ could have said, but uh, that he was going to go to the cross and die and have a perfect sacrifice. But uh, that's what he says, that he's going to go to the grave and raise again, just like Jonah did in the body of the whale and took him back out. And uh, it takes faith to believe that uh, Christ died for the sins of this that's world right. yeah. and rose again on the third day. Uh, so uh, in Jonah 1.17, uh, now the Lord had prepared a great fish to swallow up Jonah, and Jonah was in the belly of the fish three days and three nights, which is what Christ connected it directly to. And... Then, so in uh, basically about how the, the men of Nineveh shall uh, rise in judgment with this generation and shall condemn it because they repented at the preaching of Jonas. Uh, so in Jonah 3.2, which is uh, the second part I'm going to go to. Uh, so I'm going to start at Jonah 3.1. And the word of the Lord came unto Jonah the second time saying, Arise. 
Go unto Nineveh, that great city, and preach unto it the preaching that I bid thee. And uh, now I'm going to skip the verse 4. And Jonah began to enter into the city a day's journey, and he cried and said, Yet forty days, and Nineveh shall be overthrown. So the people of Nineveh believed God and proclaimed a fast and put on sackcloth from the greatest of them even to the least of them. For word came unto the king of Nineveh, and he arose from his throne, and he laid his robe from him and covered him with sackcloth and sat in ashes. And he caused it to be proclaimed and published through Nineveh by the decree of the king and his nobles, saying, Let neither man nor beast, herd nor flock, taste anything. Let them not feed nor drink water. But let man and beast be covered with sackcloth and cry mightily unto God. Yea, let them turn every one from his evil way and from the violence that is in their hands. Who can tell if God will turn and repent and turn away from his fierce anger that we perish not? And then in verse 10, and and God saw their works and they turned from their evil way. And God repented of the evil that he had said that he would do unto them and he did it not. And so uh, God saw the way they repented, and uh, God gave them grace and mercy and didn't destroy their uh, city. And uh, the Pharisees heard Jesus preach, and they refused to repent of their sins. And uh, just like the Ninevites had faith, knowing they knew little about God, but they knew maybe if they just humbled themselves and cried out to the Lord that he would uh, have mercy on them and they would be, and uh, he would forgive them and be loving to them. And I'm saying God is the same way tonight. He's loving and forgiving to us even though we don't deserve it and we have our judgment coming, which is a hell for our sins. That's our price. And God uh, is here to... Uh, uh, God's here to forgive us if if we just cry just a little prayer and ask for forgiveness of our sins tonight. And so then also there's uh, two signs. If we go back to the passage in Matthew, when uh, Christ is talking about the signs, uh, there's the sign that the Pharisees wanted, which was a sightseeing sign that mankind's still looking for today because if we look in Revelations uh, 13.3 and uh, 13.13 and I saw out of his hands as it were wounded to death and his deadly wound was healed and all the world wondered after the beast and wondered here basically means worshipped and later they'll make an image to him in uh, 13.13 and this is talking about the Antichrist and uh and he doeth great wonders, so that he maketh fire come down from heaven, from heaven on the earth, in the sight of men. Amen. And men are just looking for a sightseeing sign, and uh, they don't want to choose the faith sign that uh, Jesus gave them, which is the sign of Jonas, yeah. and him living this perfect life. And then uh, the next point I have is the Queen of Sheba, which is another part that will uh, condemn them, or condemn the Pharisees here. It says, the first thing I notice is that the Queen of Sheba, that Jesus praises that she came from the uttermost parts of the earth to hear the wisdom of Solomon. And behold, a greater than Solomon is here. Uh, so in 1 Kings uh, 10, 1 through uh, 9, 
and when the queen of Sheba heard of the fame of Solomon concerning the name of the Lord, she came to prove him with hard questions. And she came to Jerusalem with a very great train, with camels that bear spices and very much gold, and precious stones. And when she was come to Solomon, she communed with him of all that was in her heart. And Solomon told her all her questions. There was not anything hid from the king which he told her not. And when the queen of Sheba had seen all Solomon's wisdom and the house that he had built, and the meat of his table and the sitting of his servants and the attendance of his ministers and their apparel and his cupbearers and his ascent by which he went up unto the house of the Lord, there was no more spirit in her. And she said to the king, It was a true report that I heard in my land of thy acts and of thy wisdom. Howbeit I believed not the words until I came, and my eyes had seen it, and behold, the half was not told me. Thy wisdom and prosperity exceedeth the fame which I heard. Happy are thy men, happy are thy servants, which stand continually before thee, and that hear thy wisdom. Blessed be the Lord thy God, which lighteth in thee to set thee on the throne of Israel. Because the Lord loved Israel forever, therefore he made thee king to do judgment and justice. So the Queen of Sheba had a lot of questions about the Lord, and uh, and she decides to uh, travel to figure out from figure out the reports were true that she heard about what Solomon knew, and she wanted to get her questions about God answered. And so one thing I noticed that it says is that uh, she communed all of her heart to Solomon, and she told her. He, she told him everything, all her questions, and Solomon there was able to answer all of her questions. And at first, when she first heard the report, she believed not those words that she heard. But then after she hears it, she basically said that it didn't do it enough. And so and I think basically God's the same way. Uh, and so... One point I noticed is the Pharisees didn't want to receive the words of Christ with their heart, just like the Queen of Sheba did. And they didn't want to apply it to their lives, like I believe the Queen of Sheba did there. And so we basically have two choices from what it says that the Queen of Sheba will condemn, is we can either apply those words to our life, or we can reject the words that, uh, that we get from the Bible and uh, we hear from God. Amen. And one thing, so when the Queen of Sheba had all her questions, we're going to have our questions to God, and we're going to have our doubts many times in our life. And we're going to sometimes question, is God really there? Is, did God forsake us? Is he really there for us? But, but if we just seek God, like what the Queen of Sheba did with Solomon, I think those questions can be answered because Jesus said there's a greater than Solomon here. And since there's a greater than Solomon here, and Jesus, if if we would go seek Jesus in our life, get into the word, pray with him, and commune all our heart with him in prayer, I think we can get our questions answered. And so... And I think also some days we just need to commune with God and yeah. our with all our hearts with prayer. Because uh, 
because of some of our questions will hinder our relationship with him and we need to get those answered. And so if we just get into his word, we can uh, learn that and pray to him. And so that's basically what the queen did, but in this time with Solomon, because uh, it was a lot harder to go to God back then if you weren't really like a priest or stuff. And uh, so she, uh, and so once she heard the report, she believed it, and, um, and she said it was way better than what she heard. And uh, God's the same way. We're going to hear a lot of testimonies about God in our life, but until we go to it ourselves, we're going to figure out how good God is for ourselves in this life. And and one thing that I think is really a blessing is all these words God breathed on. God inspired for the inspiration of God, and all these words are God breathed. And so God had a purpose for each and every one of these words for everyone's life. And we just have to choose to get into the word. And, but, uh, and, uh, the final thing I just want to say is the Pharisees refused to repent and seek Christ in their life, and we can't, we should not do that. We need to repent, and we need to seek God in our life. And we need, we need to hear the testimonies and preaching of the word, but we also need to seek them in our lives too. And the one thing, the last thing she did was, blessed be the Lord thy God. She praised the Lord. That's another thing we have to do last two. We cannot forget to praise God. And God's wisdom and prosperity is way greater, and his loving kindness is greater as basically what Jesus says, there's a greater than I. And one thing Jonah lacked was compassion on the gourd. I mean, he had more compassion on the gourd than he did the Ninevites. He was mad after God repented of the evil that he was going to do to him. And Jesus loves us tonight, and he's, he's there. And for, for us to describe how good God is, it's unspeakable. And that's uh, my last point tonight, so. Amen. Praise the Lord. Amen. You know, I have to be honest, when he got to verse 42, I wondered... How's it going to work in the Queen of Sheba in this one? Because I, I, it wasn't apparent to me at first, but you know, you think about that the way, uh, the way she came uh, and she bared her heart out. I like that. I, she bared her heart out to the Lord, and you realize everything that I. Every time I've ever just laid my heart bare to the Lord, you know, just quit, quit pretending. He knows what's in our minds and our hearts. Quit, quit acting like we're way up here when really we need to be down here. You know, we're just honest with God. You realize he gets serious with us. Have you ever noticed that? He doesn't need a whole lot of words. He doesn't need some fancy, eloquent speech or anything like that. A lot of times he just wants us to be honest with him. And that's what she did. She laid her heart bare to Solomon and got every answer. She Man, that's good. Right? And a greater than Solomon is here. You know what that tells me? Whatever need you have tonight, there's a greater 
answer giver here. There's a greater, not only will he give you an answer, he'll help you. That's to see Solomon could give the wisdom, but the Lord will give you wisdom if you go to him, but he'll give you grace to do it and direction and strength and a path uh, to follow that he's already went ahead of. A greater than Solomon is here. What a what a great message. That's a blessing. Thank you, Bob. Uh, I tell you what, uh, uh, I, I think we should stand tonight.